0: Welcome to Typical Books, Horror Fiction Unbound. I'm Lydia Peaver, horror author and co-host of the horror film podcast Dead Air and creator of the horror booktube channel Typical Books. Just yesterday, my good friend and listener Tom LaRue asked why I didn't have Typical Books as a podcast too. So here we are. I'm going to have this little introduction for the first 10 shows because the audio quality left much to be desired, but I want them included here to complete the set. That said, the entire show will be here, so if the first few episodes of Juvenalia here don't grab you, skip ahead 10 or more episodes. After that, they will just mirror what ends up on YouTube. Thank you to Anchor for hosting. This is an experiment on many levels, so please comment and let me know what you are reading during your Uki spooky day, and for now, on with the show. I don't know how angry it makes people that I keep calling it zombies and zombie-zombie-zombie. Sex and violence without the sex. Stock Blood by David Moody. It's a typical book. I picked up Hater first from the library, mostly sold by the name because it sounds like a fun time, and the typography was similar to this cover of Dog Blood. And you know how I like sexy covers. It's a sexy, it's sexy, so sexy men, sexy, sexy writing. Jacket designed by Lisa Marie Pompilio. Nice work. It's another book where the front and back match. Yay! You're either a hater or one of the unchanged, a killer or a victim. Whichever side you're on, you're at war. St. Martin's Press, New York. David Moody had begun self-publishing and he had self-published Hater as well. He'll say even in the back flap, he used to give his books away for free. And that's something that it taught me about marketing and publishing It's not always pushing and pushing and pushing and seeking fans and trying to discover your demographic and capture the hearts of horror fans. Everyone's proud of their work. David Moody was undoubtedly proud of his work. And giving a book away for free doesn't mean that you're not proud of it. It means that you're doing what an author wants done is putting that book into the hands of people who will read it. You don't want to make them pay $15. That's not the goal of writing. The goal of writing is to have people read your book, and if it means you have to hand a free copy to people, so we it. And it panned out really, really well for this guy. The cause of the hate was irrelevant. At the very beginning, when the doubters had been forced to accept that something was really happening and that the troubles weren't just the result of media-fueled copycat mob violence, the usual raft of baseless explanations were proposed. Scientists had screwed up in a lab somewhere. It was an evolutionary quirk. It was a virus. It was a terrorist attack. Aliens. Or worse. Thing was... People were quickly forced to realize it didn't matter. You could bullshit and postulate and hypothesize all you wanted. It wouldn't do you any harm, but it wouldn't do you any good either. Within days of the belligerent population finally beginning to accept that shit had indeed hit the fan with an almighty force, no one talked about the cause of the hate anymore. It's not apocalyptic in that the world is ending. It's apocalyptic in that the world is changing. And it's changing in a dramatic and violent, scary, terrible way. It's a great way to see how an author thinks they would react in the face of an apocalypse, or how they think humanity would react in the face of that sort of strife, how prepared they think people are, and how evil they think people would be to one another, and how good people would be to one another, how helpful. Take Shaun of the Dead and suck out every ounce of humor. It's that kind of zero day that I enjoy, where you're not sitting around for half of the book or half of the movie trying to figure out where it came from or trying to figure out how to fix it. There's time to think about getting out of their way before they kill you. I always wanted a zombie or rager type film to follow the horde. I found them far more interesting. And I sort of got my wish in this. They're far more sentient. They're human. They're completely human. And they're high-functioning humans at that. Completely taken over by this rage and hate and lust to kill By this point the haters have organized and that makes it a little bit more terrifying Sort of the way that you would see survivors from other apocalyptic stories organize into camps to keep safe keep together keep food there have medicine those sort of things I kind of wish I had hater here because this and the other book Both make you sit back and really take a look around the people walking past you in the street and wonder when they could just snap, or wondering who would make it when the shit hits the fan, or wondering who would be the biggest threat out of a crowd. The first book is far more terrifying that way because it's just hitting, you know, it's a fresh idea, it's a new thing, people are freaking out in the news, people are freaking out in front of you, people are killing each other in the streets. And they stop wondering why quite quickly. And they start wondering who's the biggest threat? Who's going to snap? Have you changed? That's terrifying. I don't know about the third book, Them or Us, but those who have trouble with an ambiguous ending will have trouble with these ambiguous endings. I love ambiguous endings. I like it when everything isn't summed up. I like it when a story will continue on in your own head until you get a sequel or never. I'm fine with that. If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books or visit me at lydiapever.ca. Thank you and have a dark, devious day.